Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 723 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the duo of James Dean Raider, rocking his takedown sweatshirt, looking sharp, as always. Always the best dressed. Sometimes the worst dressed, but today's best dressed. Ben Funky, ben Funky Askren is here, and we've got real wrestling to talk about. There was an awesome duel awesome. meet last night, and it was such a treat. And I was saying before the show went on, um, this was before I started yelling at Ben about Thanksgiving food. I was saying it's great how NCAA Wrestling has been having these duels on, on weekdays. we got a Wednesday duel. I know yeah. Wisconsin wrestled Buffalo on, on a different sort of day. I forget, November 1st. Tonight we have a Penn State duel. It's great. All these programs should do that. It gives you a little more shine and it allows us, wrestling fans, to watch more wrestling. Instead of it all being on Friday and Sunday, then you just lose out to the, to the Blue Bloods every, every weekend. Oh, am I good to go? Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, Look ben, frozen for a second. Okay, you're still. Frozen hey, that was a good duel last night. Yes, it was. Am I good now? I don't know. I don't know. Oh my goodness! Restart right, your laptop right, browser, right. says says Tyler. So we'll get into it. We're gonna talk about this Nebraska UNC duel while Ben figures out his internet or whatever's going on. It's, the duel started really competitive. It, it ended up being kind of a, a runaway for for Nebraska, but there was a ton of like. Super, super competitive matches. Um, we'll just get into it to the to the main oh, storyline. Yeah, it was such s- a good duel. There was, was- uh, man, 33, 41, 49, 57 were such good matches. 74 was a good match. 65 so was fun. a good match. I the, the third man, period, was, everyone I should watch the th- into it. You weren't. I mean, the guys just weren't that good, so I wasn't that into it. Oh, what a hater. Sonny's dead. I think, you know. All right. Okay. Elitist Ben. My gosh. I I could see you in in your wrestling room. He's like, these kids. I'm just going to move on. (laughs) I'm going to move on to, where's my next Keegan? Uh, Well, obviously, you know, like I say, at 157, when you have two highly ranked guys, is much better than some of the other ways. 57 was awesome. 41 was really good. 49 was. What? Fun. 41 was but, dreadful. It was so boring. There was like no oh, action. Oh, you know why? Maybe because I watched it and fast forward. Maybe that's why I thought it was all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 41 was brutal. It was like neither guy. I mean, Keyjohn Clark fired off probably, uh, definitely fired off more shots. Uh, Red was just incredibly reluctant to pull the trigger. And then when he did, he got in super, super deep and almost scored, but then he didn't score. And then Keyjohn finally blew through on the double leg. I love the two minute sudden victory. Um, but the main storyline, national champion Austin O'Connor goes down 5-2. to two. This yeah. was something no one could have seen. What? I basically called it. No. Wait, what? Come on. Let's no. We have a clip. Yesterday's show, I said this is going to be a good match, and you two Uh-oh. both poo-pooed Uh-oh. me. Uh-oh. I have no memory. We have a clip from yesterday? 
Yeah. Uh, 57, Peyton around Boston O'Connor. Uh, Boston's going to work him, right? Yeah, kind of feels. <laughs> Who's going 49 for Nebraska? Keyshawn yeah. Clark and uh, Alex. That's right. That's right. Uh, I basically, uh, in so many words, said Peyton Robb is going to win 5-2. to two. Well, well, I, I prepared a statement. That. One, <laughs> that's completely out of context. Um, there's no way to know what we were actually talking about <laughs> in that moment. Two... Then my actual point is, JD, you did suggest it, but you didn't suggest, you didn't go so far as to say, I'm calling it. We did poo poo the uh, competitiveness of it, of which it was quite competitive. Um, and and it was that competitive, but on the other side, I mean, was O'Connor, was he close to a takedown? Yes, it's very, very, mm-hmm. very close. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. He had the one. He had a. It was like a kind of a go behind, shuck by type of situation. He got to the rear standing, dropped down to the leg, couldn't finish. He had both ankles, and then Rob scooted one out before he could yeah. actually get control of them both. And then, what were your thoughts on the first takedown? Was I thought he might have had it a little bit before, and then I rewatched it. And I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's a really it was tough very call. Close. Very very close. I mean, call. He did. He he did have both feet, so that was. Uh... That that's part of the call is he captured one leg, he got the other foot. You generally speaking, that's a takedown. Um, I mean, the way he had the foot was kind of precarious because O'Connor was kind of still a little bit up off of his hip. Um, I, I say takedown. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a takedown as well. And then he gets uh, uh, O'Connor. So the, it was huge because it was a takedown with like two seconds left. Right. Yeah, so he got the full ride. I don't think Rob would have been able to ride him, you know, 30 seconds, although he did get 32 seconds of riding time. So maybe he would have. But the timing of your takedowns are huge, and he got it at the right time. And then, you know, O'Connor did not give himself but one real legitimate opportunity. He wasn't able to get to legs but the one occasion. And then beautiful sucker drag iced it. 5-2, and it was kind of like a not-so-dramatic win for Rob. You just left thinking, like, okay, Rob Rob was just a better wrestler that night. I guess the question is, okay, now as we look forward at the 157 landscape, as we look forward uh, toward Austin O'Connor's prognostication, and same for Peyton Rob, how does this change the overall 157 landscape? Do we view this as, okay, Rob, law, uh, Rob won here, O'Connor lost, but O'Connor's fine, and he's going to be – in the national title mix, or does it change how you kind of view 157 totally? Hey, I have a great answer for you, but Tyler wants me to click over to the Zoom link, so I'm sorry with technical difficulties. I'll be That's back okay. in like 30 seconds-ish. No problem, no problem. I want JD's take on this anyways. He's the Peyton, He's the resident Peyton Rob expert now. <laughs> I think, um, no, like, you, O'Connor doesn't drop significantly, Um and I think this just I'm, I, to me, my takeaway was more Peyton Rob is very yes. good. Then O'Connor is not as good up a weight. He didn't look small. Um, he looked like Austin O'Connor. I thought Peyton Rob just looked really good. Yeah, there was a little bit. I saw when, when I tweeted about the result, I had a couple comments that were like, O'Connor's too small, needs to go back down. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily see it that way. I didn't, I don't think he got horsed around. Um, he wasn't doing the horsing, and he's going against a, a, a really physical, really tough 157 in Peyton Robb, a guy who has been at 65. Now he's down at, at 157. So I, I don't think he's that small. I think, you know, it's his, it's O'Connor's first really tough match at 157, and 
it's against a really good guy, a guy that made the U23 world team's been training, working really hard, and it really showed. And Peyton Robb, coming out of high school, was a, he was a – this is not an under-the-radar guy. He was super, super good in high school. Um, um, can you hear me now? I'm yeah, back. buddy. Hit me. I, I, don't, I don't know what the deal was with uh, VMAX today. It wasn't working very well. It's okay. Um, no, I, I view it the same way you guys do. Um, maybe Peyton Robb took a step up. I actually kind of forgot for a second that Peyton Robb was up at 65 last year before coming back down to 57. Um, I don't think Austin O'Connor was smaller, got horsed. I just think he got out-wrestled. Um, I mean, that sucker drag's not really a, a power move. Um, finishing the single leg, not really a power move. I, I don't think it has anything to do with the size. Um, so I guess I don't want to write Austin O'Connor off or, or even knock him down at, say, a tier. Let's just see how he does. I'm sure he's going to handle more good matches. And, you know, it could be just a little blip. It's early season. It's still November. I will say, though, O'Connor's schedule, looking forward, Ed Scott, um, not bad in February, but... They hit any tournaments? Southern Scuffle, but I don't think he's going to meet any of the like super elite guys at 57. He might not have a great seed going into NCAA. What? Hold on. Well, if you look at if you look at the field, Missouri, Missouri's outside JQ's. He's not super highly ranked. Yeah. No. Um, Cornell's not going to have a, a super elite guy. Northern Colorado, I don't think so. Oklahoma State. Frantic. Wyatt Sheets. For Oklahoma State, if he's there, he's not. He's not. Yeah, Stanford, right. Virginia Tech. No, man. Yeah, you're. You're right. So he's even if he runs the table, he's going to probably need some help from some of these other guys if he wants a top four seed. It's going to be probably pretty yes. tough for him. So the, the North Carolina is not at Midlands because they have been. Yeah, there looks like they're scuffling. This. Okay. Wow. So. With that in mind, um, that's that man. That's tough. That you, you, I mean, that's right where you got to plan your schedule correctly. Because you take one L, and all of a sudden, it's, you're kind of on the outside looking in if you're not in one of the better conferences. You know, it for for as I look at the landscape, it's 157 with David Carr number one, O'Connor currently number two. He'll drop somewhat, although how far I'm not sure. Ryan Deacon three, Teamer four, Brayton Lee five. Man, I, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing a scenario where those guys are all. Passing him, in in my mind, I I like if Ryan Deacon and um, Austin wrestled next week. I don't know who I would pick to win. I actually think he might match up pretty well against Deacon. Sure, but we're we're just talking about a, from a seating perspective. Yeah, correct? yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I feel yeah. like we and we, obviously, yeah. Car Car's Big Twelve, and then Teamers Pack Ten, and Deacon's Big Ten. So I mean, those guys aren't really going to see each other. Obviously, some of the Big Ten. Between Brayton Lee and Young and Luan, all will. Um, David Carr is going to have Frantic and JQs, but yeah, I mean Peyton Rob could have to continue to move up too, which would then kind of elevate the loss for yes. Connor because if he becomes, you know, if he beats, say, and I, right, if he beats Luan, Caleb Young, and Brayton Lee, which wouldn't be all that shocking, then it could look better for him. True, I'm looking here at the uh, the schedule for for Iowa State. They've got Iowa, of course, uh, so that'll be Caleb Young. He'll hit Kendall Coleman. He'll hit Teamer. Pretty tough schedule, although where are the tournaments yeah. for Iowa State? They've no. only got the last chance open. <laughs> well, where's, like, Midlands? Are there legit no tournaments? 
Normally they go to CKLV, but they scheduled Iowa for that Sunday. Um, so no, so they're not hitting CKLV or Vegas. They got the Harold Nichols Open. CKLV is Vegas. I mean CKLV or Midlands is what I meant to say. No, they they no. always go to. No, they might now. They might send like non-starters to CKLV. Wow, how did Northwest Kansas Technical College get on the schedule? Yeah. Be for real, one. though. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Possible. What? I have no idea. I, don't ask me. I'm sure Dresser has a plan with this with this schedule. But, yeah, no tournaments. Wait. What no. is the schedule? Hold, hold on. Say they have MSU Northern and, and Providence, who I've, I've never heard of. What? Am I looking at the right schedule? I'm kind of wondering that, too. But this is, the, this is it. This is the what? Yeah. yeah. The I last chance open is legit open. on the schedule. I was joking. I was joking, but it's not a joke. It is on there. Yeah, there's there's a couple MSU North. They're yeah in January they're hitting MSU Northern and Providence. Same. Uh, well, I've literally never heard of Providence. Maybe they are real, legit taking their varsity to uh, either the UNI Open or the the Harold Nichols. They probably are because that's a home yeah. tournament. Um, maybe they're taking going to UNI, but that is weird that there's no tournaments. Right? Usually teams hit one of the main three, which would be. Um, the scuffle Midlands or Vegas um, not on the schedule. And then obviously the other one this year is that uh, national duels competition, which has 12 pretty solid teams. They're not hitting that either. Yeah. I will say their dual schedule is pretty tough. Um, it is not. It's scrappy they, they, for a non big 10. It's scrappy. So they'll, they'll hit, they'll hit some guys. Uh, Carr, who is, who we're actually talking about right now is, is going to hit some guys. Um Yeah. So okay, so for for it's O'Connor special. though, I mean, I'm kind of more interested in yeah the seating. He may be in some trouble there, but there's so much that's going to happen. It's almost pointless to discuss. Um, yeah. But it's weird that as, as much as the ACCs come up, um, and you know maybe the guys could they don't really have a ton of good guys at 157. No, I mean you know, who knows, maybe Ed Scott can make a move, but he's he'd not have there to right make now. a huge move. What? Yeah. But b- bottom line, how do you view Austin O'Connor moving forward? I I don't view him really any differently. Lost one match. Unless he started losing a couple more, I'm not all that worried about it. Do you think Peyton Rob can win a national title? <clears throat> no. No. Why not? Hey, I mean, and my, my, pay, my take on Peyton Rob would be that this is a lot of people, and, I, and honestly, maybe this goes with Austin O'Connor a, a little bit, is that Peyton Rob rarely has the ability to blow people out of matches and he's generally in ma- in tight matches. Even even when he loses against really good people, he's yes. in the matches. Um and at NCAs generally you have to win minimum four pretty damn good ones. Right. I mean maybe if you're the one and they're the sixteen it's a blowout, but if you're the five and there's a twelve and they're on sixteen, that's a good one. You gotta win four really tight ones in a row. If that's how you wrestle, man, that's that's tough. Yeah. So kind of circling back uh, on the start of this duel or some other matches in this duel, 17-year-old Spencer Moore wrestled 24-year-old Liam No, Cronin. was it really? He said it was his 24th birthday. They said it in the broadcast. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. That is that is that's up there. That is quite a disparity in age. And Spencer Moore was competitive. It's, it's crazy to it me. It was a good match. It's crazy to me that Spencer Moore is the starter as a 17-year-old when this team has Julian Tag on it. But that's just... I guess that shows or tags didn't really pan out. That which I I'm so surprised that 
I mean, I don't know them at all. I just watched them wrestle and thought they were both really good, especially Julian. But Gabe had the, uh, the amazing 2019 junior Correct. run. RB beat RBY. Beat RBY, beat a lot of really good dudes. Jamie Hernandez. Yes, who we just saw. And yeah. so I, no. I'm, I, it's surprising that they have to tap a 17-year-old in right away when you've got a yeah. guy that's been on the team two or three years. Yeah, I mean, he was in on, um, you know, he was in on, it wasn't clean or anything, but there was a scramble to the match where if he would have won the scramble, obviously the match would have been tied up. And Cronin's only takedown was, to the to your point earlier about the end of the takedown period, it was right at the end of the second period. Um, mm -hmm. So that was nice because it's a two-point takedown, not a one-point takedown. Um, yeah, really impressive about Spencer Moore. you got to assume if he's only 17, he's going to get quite a bit better throughout the year. I would, I would make that assumption as well. Yeah. That'll be an interesting thing. It's very rare we've seen someone so young in the lineup, and how's he going to be in March? Uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch him. I think he I think he makes the tournament. Yeah, well, I wonder if he's. Do you think he's going to turn eighteen before March? Because if not, has there been a seventeen year old NCAA tournament? That's, I mean, like, I'm if there say, has, there can't be very many. It's got to be really limited. I know David McFadden was super young, but I don't know if he was 17 at NCAAs. I think he might have been 17 when he graduated I, high school and maybe throughout a portion of his freshman year, but I don't think so. Yeah, that would be – I wonder if someone could provide us the data on the, the youngest ever competitor at the NCAA wrestling tournament. Yeah. Maybe that's his goal. Maybe that's why he graduated early. Yeah. <laughs> Making history. Jamie Hernandez handled uh, Alex Thompson after giving up the first takedown. Yep. Thompson at 33, I don't know. Um, I like, I've been pretty high on Hernandez for a while, and uh, he, this is a match he, he was supposed to win and did. Keyshawn Clark, Chad Red, um, super close match. Not a lot difference. Keyshawn was more, slightly more offensive and finished the double leg, and that was kind of it. There was, there was a lot of just kind of looking at each other in this match. I did watch it and fast forward though. That's yeah, bad. yeah. You're like, it's a great bad. match. I was like, what? Love I guess it, I was Sherman. thinking about. I was thinking about a couple of the overtime uh, where they they kind of mixed up overtime. And I listen. I lo I love the two minute overtime. I think it does put this kind of emphasis of like, you just gotta get a takedown. You can't. One minute is so short. You can't sit this one minute out. You need it. It's two minutes. It's a long time. Yes, completely agree. I would. Yeah, I would really be curious to see at the end of the year if they do a stat like the amount of matches. There's a percentage of matches that go to overtime that are determined in the first overtime period versus the previous year. I bet it's like double, triple. Mm-hmm. Triples. So 49 was a fun one with Lovett and Sherman. Lovett got the first takedown. Sherman got away 18 seconds. Then Sherman gets a takedown off a slide. I wouldn't by. have called that a takedown. I didn't like that takedown. You didn't? I don't like, I mean, I think I texted you about this. I don't yeah. like the rear standing immediate takedown because, I mean, this dude's, he's, he's controlling control. for about 0.3 seconds. Like, it's almost nothing. As soon as he hits down, Lovett starts rolling. I mean, it's like, yeah, you didn't really control him. You didn't really take him down. Like, there should be a little bit of reaction time there. And I, I, was, I was frustrated with that. Unless, uh, that leads me to another topic. Coleman Scott is so whiny. And I remember now going to Midlands a couple of years ago. And this is because, um, you know, I've been out of the college coaching game for a while, like watching all the college coaches, how much they whine about the referee's calls. I wouldn't be mad if they did something more like you give them an extra brick or two. And if you ain't throw a brick, you can't say nothing. 
you can't literally can't say nothing. Like just just sit down there and coach your athletes. Don't say nothing to the referees. Well, that will never happen. Is, <laughs> I wish. I I mean, it is it's kind of entertainment. So much. Oh, it's so much whining. It's so pathetic. It's like you're just groveling to this referee. Just shut up. Sit there and coach your athletes. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I think. I think it's maybe in the coach's mind, it's a reinforced behavior. They think they can work the ref, so they focus on that. I think it's a control thing, too. It's like, well, I can't control the action. What can I control? Maybe it's my influence over over the officials. Yeah. But it's not always the best look. Um, not the best look. So, Christian, on the outside looking in, because I, I know, I know, like you, what you just said, some of that, some of the coaches think they can kind of work the referees. Mm-hmm. Um, now, listen, I think there's a couple of coaches who maybe strike the fear of God and a few of these referees, but let's take them out of it. The majority of college coaches, do they have any effect on the referee but to annoy the crap out of them? Uh, probably not, no. I would say very little. Minimal very effect. Very little. I mean, uh, listen. A seasoned ref, it should be almost none. Almost none. But I, I do think they annoy them and then they get, you know, uh, you know, hopefully the refs don't make worse calls against them, but I think it happens sometimes for sure. There was a study. Uh, I remember. I remember Martin actually pointing it out to me. I remember was, this. I think, yeah. So the percentage of it's a football study. It, it may have been five thirty eight or whatever that website is. They just do all the the mm-hmm. numbers stuff. But this the there were pass interference calls were disproportionately called on the sideline of. The opposing bench. Yes, they would yeah. advocate for it, and flags would come more, more likely, at a like pre- pretty significant rate. I could find the study, but I'm just referring. Well, to it right now, now. now you're arguing that the the, ref, the the coaches do have an effect. Yes, on I am. Idea. Yes, I, I'm. I'm pointing. Well, you that said out. they didn't. Now well, I'm, I'm confused. Well, I'm also citing another side of it, which would suggest that maybe I'm wrong or you're wrong, Ben. Well, I mean, I, it's possible, but obviously th- those calls likely – so here is – I would say the difference is those calls are very likely happening in real time, and if a coach could bring attention as it's happening to a, a referee where a referee – you know, he, he doesn't have – there's not enough referees where they can just focus on one, a singular person. Um, whereas in wrestling, generally if the, if the, ref, if the, the guy's going to whine, it's going to be after the call, right? Right. And – Unless they're actually going to go review it on the film, like I don't know. I feel like it's just for me when I'm watching as a spectator, it feels like such a waste of time. Like, yeah, stop whining. Go sit down. Like the call's already been made. If you want to protest, protest. If you don't want to protest, go sit down and coach your athletes. That's uh, yeah. how I feel about it. I don't. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably all I'll say about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I found that study, by the way. Yeah, it what was do you five, got to it say? Five thirty-eight. I mean, I just, I mean, listen. No, JD, what's JD got to say? He doesn't yeah, care. Um, he wants to yell at referees. Yeah, I don't think it does much, <laughs> and I think it can be distracting to an athlete too. Sometimes that's my thing. I'm thinking, like, dude, I'm in a, I'm in a battle right now, and I don't think of it as my coach has my back. It's like my coach is whining for calls and stomping it's like i'm like this is just kind of chaos this is not like this yeah. isn't helpful it's like it's just just kind of stirring stirring things up and just like i don't think an athlete should dwell on a bad call i don't think a coach should necessarily dwell on a bad call either 
But I mean, uh, I, I see and a also, point for a coach getting after a ref if it's a blatantly bad call. Yeah, here's the thing. When you don't pick your spots at all, it's just like it becomes white noise. Yeah. If you the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. But if you like actually wait and are thoughtful and don't waste a challenge on a on a call, then you know, lose your challenge. Yeah. You just have to pick your spots and be a little more thoughtful with it, I think. And this is not even sure. a this is not just a referendum on, on Coleman or a, it's like it's a There's a lot the of them. It, it there are so many. I would say more was, <laughs> more wine than don't for sure. Yeah, I was actually thinking Manning was pretty good last night, but he they can, were winning he can a come, lot. He can be wild, but when they're winning a lot, it's easier to not whine because you're winning a lot, you know. True. So there's there's that part. He won. They won eight matches last night, so it's probably easy for him to, to not whine at all. Yes, um, but yeah, there's a there's a there's plenty of whining in college wrestling. It's not isolated to any singular team. Um, yes. So yeah, but this match, love it, Sherman. I thought the most interesting thing. What do you think I'm going to say? The most interesting thing, or the most surprising thing about this match was Ben. Hmm. Um, it was one point difference. Thing. Yeah. Um, I I continue to be impressed by. It. I I don't know what you're going to say. I'm I was, so I'll let you say what you're impressed by, and then I'll give my take on it. I have no idea. I was surprised. Oh, didn't choose bottom. Maybe that exactly. He got away. Love it's a problem. He's a problem, but he got away off a restart in 18 seconds. Yep, he did. So close match. You'd already been taken down. It was tied. That ultimately is the point difference that he lost by. Love it got away, and he did. He just went neutral. I was so I was surprised. I'm not saying it's the wrong call, and just because it didn't yep. work doesn't mean it's the wrong call. But I was surprised he didn't go under a guy he just got away from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't really hate the choice. I thought um, I was impressed that he got away the first time, but I think maybe it's one of those things where you say like, don't, don't play with fire. Like you got, you got away one time, like don't mess with it again. Cause love it is good on top. I, I'm with you. CP mm. was kind of going hard after him, but also like, it's a partially like a momentum thing. Like, yeah. Give yourself two minutes from and obviously, you know, hindsight, yeah. he didn't get the takedown. But, like, give yourself two minutes to work versus the – I know you got out. Um, but if you're not comfortable there and you think, okay, I did it once, that mm-hmm. like, that was my time. Like, if you think, okay, if I go under love it five times, I can escape in under 30 seconds, you know, one or two times. Right. Did you yeah. use up that time in the first period. So maybe you want all two minutes to work for a takedown. You don't want to break up your momentum too. Yeah. Or maybe he can't hold you down. Well, while there's a chance that, that he's going to get away, I think there's a probably equally dangerous chance that he gets ridden out. Hey, you know what I thought of? That would be a, a great stat. Wrestling doesn't know stats. We, we're all in agreement on that, correct? Right. What if we had a full period ride out stat? Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun stat to have. I love it. How many full period uh, does Love it have? Yeah, I mean him and him. Wick, Wick's got Wick's got a oh my boat load. Yeah. So, uh, I love, but Love it's got to be up there. I mean, this, you know, Here's he's the, not a really dominant turner, but he is a very good rider. Here's another thing about that match: the 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 final sequence with Sherman in on the leg. Man, I <laughs> he got them bendy knees. Well, it was close. I mean, did you think it was two? I didn't think it was two, but it was very close. It was super, super close. I yeah. was kind of like, 
It was kind of like the the Rob O'Connor first takedown, different scenario. Bit. But I was kind of like, it is, it isn't. I'm not sure. I, I was uh-huh. really back and forth on what what that was. I, I don't I don't think he ever had control uh, and had him down. I mean, the one part was is um, uh, Lovett is so good at getting because of his flexibility. It's so good at getting his hips back up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's got that super bendy knee hip combo where he can like pop his hips up off of the mat where a lot of people would be stuck on their butt. Um, so that helps. The one time he almost cleared and got two, then Lovett got down to the crotch and then kind of kept them parallel. And then by the time Sherman circled back to in front of him, he he was able to pop his hips up again. So I, I definitely say uh, no two. And I, I would have went no two on the first one also. No take that. You'd be you'd be Ben slow too. You're a ref. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, folks. They have the folks Dallas control, and there should be a second uh, or second and a half of technically by uh, the rule book, though. What's up? Yeah, you sound like you sound like those refs that give you their interpretation of what they think the rule should say, and then you call. Well, it that listen, way. I, I have a better understanding of folks out wrestling than pretty much anyone on planet Earth, so I will give you my <laughs> interpretation, and it's correct. So deal with it. Well, it's your your interpretation, but it's like. Is, if that's not how the rest well, I'm just telling you what the rule book should say. Here, that's what I'm should telling you. say. Exactly. Exactly. I hear that. So I would just I would just cross out passages and say this is wrong and write my own rules. I, I mean, you so, kind of should. So you should. I would do an amended version of the folk style rule book. That would be <laughs> awesome. Be on the uh, so I mean, what I what I would say to that is there are most times um, it's you know in the reaction time it should be held just a, a tiny little second longer, but there are there's there's a handful of scenarios where the referees just don't quite understand the scrambles at a deep enough level, and so they have the takedown or that the athlete has control, and then they're waiting. And it's like 15 seconds because the referee doesn't get what's going on, and then eventually I think they give up and just throw a two up there. Yeah, which that that part is frustrating. Also, to- totally uh, agree with that. You look at this duel; it was eight two. But they lost yeah. one point, three points with O'Connor. One point, one point. This very easily could have gone the other way. Um, an, an interesting match was Clay Lout, Mikey Labriola. Lout was, was good. in and Close. in and in and in, just couldn't finish. And Labriola is tough to finish on. But Lout, I don't even know if he's going to be their starter. It might be Kane. I'm not sure. But he, I thought he looked really, really good. I was super impressed. Uh, he just couldn't quite get the finishes. Yeah, I was I was impressed by Clay Lott. Also, I didn't I thought Labriol was gonna kinda run away with that one and he obviously got the one takedown and that was it. And then Lot was in what, three three or four more times? Yeah, he, quality he, shots. Yes, Quick quality singling. shots, good attacks, but just what obviously wasn't able to come away with the finish. So yeah, I, I was impressed by him. Yeah. For sure. I like you you may uh, be dismissive of the Bubba Wilson Santiago match, but I actually think they're both pretty scrappy. And Santiago, I think he's going to be pretty good. He was that third period. You should go back and watch it. It was extremely okay. exciting. Santiago was every time I thought Santiago was doing enough to get the stall call that would have tied it. Wilson would get in there on like a little. He would take a really actual committed shot. Be like, oh, maybe you can't call him. And then Santiago would go, 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 go. I think both these guys are pretty the game perfect. Yeah, he kind of did it perfect. Um, but I think, I think both guys are tough, and maybe they'll be, there'll be some egg on Ben's face for being so dismissive of this match. Um, let me listen. I think these guys are. They could get ranked. Are they going to all Americans play class? I would be really no. Sure. 
Bob Wilson just yeah. lost to my guy Matt Malcolm. Who's Matt? Kind of got words. Oh, Matt Malcolm. Yeah. oh, that's a Carney. Kearney guy. That's right, baby. They didn't party on him. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah, Chad, Chad, uh, Chad and Lance were a little tamer today. Well, Chad lost, but uh, so yeah, uh, it was an exciting duel. It was a, quite a treat on a on a Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Let's keep that going. Does does um, North Carolina not have any better options up top? They have someone hurt because they they were kind of getting um, hit, hammered a little bit. Uh, Eighty four ninety seven heavyweight. Those were kind of all ugly. Well, Max Shaw was out. But okay. uh, he's he's apparently injured, but he just lost to someone from Life University, I believe. So that's oh, uh, well, that could have been because of injury. Could have been because of injury. I don't know. I didn't see the match. So at heavyweight, Whitman is probably their best guy. At one ninety seven, Shaw is probably their best guy. At eighty four, um, Gavin Kane could might be the guy there. Clay yeah. Lout seventy. Well, Kane's been at 74 yeah. so far this season. But maybe is he going to go up now? Yeah, if he can't beat Lout, he's got to go up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So that could be what's happening there. I so, mean, Lout's the one. He wrestled 84 against Ohio State. So, I, do, but I do yeah, a snip-snap situation. Could be a snip-snap, but the bottom line is Hunter Queen is not one of their best, is, is not their best 84 or 74 and won't be the ACC yeah. starter barring injury. It'll be Gavin or Clay or some combination there. You have to assume. Yeah. So a little help on the way with 84-97 for sure, but I don't think it would have changed the results of those matches. Max Shaw's not beating Eric Schultz, and I don't think Kane is beating Taylor Vins either. Yeah, I agree. So there it is. Fun yeah. duel. Wednesday night duels. Tremendous. Talking about getting up to the officials. Every Taylor Vins, the official was kind of funny. T- Taylor Vins. <laughs> when he was just like, That oh, was man. funny. He was, that was right, too. It's like where the ref was – I think he thought he would probably be able to see it from the, the feet side, but you got to get out to the head there. I, I don't think he was pinned, but you got to be there. Okay, so we got, we got a ton more to get to. We've got, a, we've got a Thursday night duel. Penn State is taking on Army, which on paper doesn't sound fair because Army has tanks, but this is just a, re- <laughs> this is just a wrestling team, so it's going to be a, a, a more even fight. And we'll get to see Penn State against another team that's probably not on their that's definitely not on their level. But Army always scraps hard. Uh, anything of note you're you're looking for in this duel, Ben? Anything you're most excited well, about? Army did well, upset them at the uh, Black Knight Open last year, right? So um, <laughs> Scarlet Knight. There's some type of night. I don't know which kind of night they are. They are a night, and they upset Penn State last year. So. Um, no, I don't think Penn, Army's gonna have a solid lineup, but they don't really. Oh, really? PJ Gosanya is fun. Yeah, Ogunsanya is a goer. Yes, he that is. Could be... Versus Bo Bartlett. Yes. Yes. At forty nine. Boom. Who's a stopper? He's gonna. The guy might be in trouble. Well, the troops are also my guys, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great American. Yes. Yes, indeed. Caleb said he liked the Nebraska singles because they have a, an American flag on them. I was I was very proud that he said huh. that. Here we go. And he's like, I like it has the names really big. Um, 57 will be fun, too. Uh, you know, whoever Penn State throws out. Um, but Marcus Hartman is decent. Yeah, he's tough. Versus yeah, Bearclaw. Bearclaw's. It'll be it. I mean, it won't be Bloomer, right? It's Lee or Bearclaw is going to be the starter at 57. So we'll get to see a little bit of an upgrade there for, for Penn State. 25. It'll, Indian Outlaw. Half Cherokee. <laughs> um 
So that'll be good. 25, I don't think we'll see any changes there for, for Penn State. Uh, yeah, but the, man, the Drew Hildebrand thing was like starting to pick up steam last weekend, and now it's really cooled off. I mean, I saw it so many times on social media. Well, you think people are just going to keep just saying the same thing over and over again for months? Well, until... usually usually when that many people start talking, it's like something, an, act, an action is imminent. You know, like mm-hmm. something's going to happen very shortly. The athlete's going to make an announcement. The team's going to make an announcement. He's going to be on campus working out, right? It's something like usually when there's action like that, it's something like right. that follows. Well, the, the, the word on Kennedy was he was at Penn State, or going to Penn State in uh October, September, yeah. after the whole fallout there. So everyone kind of knew that was happening. I wasn't announced till literally right before the duel. Did however go anywhere? He's staying. He's still at Northwestern. He's at Northwestern. They just they 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 uh just fought the power. Okay. Good for them. <clears throat> Good for Andrew Howe. Yes, absolutely. So uh so that's happening tonight. Is that is there any other th- any are there any other duels tonight? Uh, I don't know. Um, let me check. Okay. So that'll be exciting to watch. We'll have a, a live blog on there that are. one, I believe. American Hit and me. George Mason also tonight. Okay. Beltway battle. Oh, yeah. Then Friday starts to really pick up steam. Ohio State, Virginia Tech, it's Iowa, Princeton, Oklahoma, Arizona State. We'll be watch partying. You're going to be partying in the streets till the break of dawn. Okay, Ohio State, Virginia Tech. This is a very exciting duel. Uh, you have the top matches of the weekend. You want to go through this with your with your lines, JD? Uh, Let's yeah. do it. I like this. Sure. Let me. The so down. speaking of the Virginia Tech Ohio State duel, we've got Sammy Sassel versus Bryce Andonian. Interesting match. Bryce Andonian's kind of crazy. He does a lot of wild stuff. Sammy Sassel. So wild. Everyone knows what he does. JD's set the line here at two and a half points for Sasso. So we're going to do our picks against the spread, Ben. All three of okay. us. Yeah. We're going to see who's the most. But JD thinks he's smart because he said a match was happening. And now he's some, you know, Svengali, some predictor, some, you know, crystal if ball. it happens. Yeah. But we'll see what, has, what happens when he has to actually Wait, make a prediction. Can't we just pick? Both of those because we would have forty one. We'd have real woods. So can we just pick <laughs> we're, we're talking about Sasso Andonian. We'll get. Uh, I'm we a, well, you said you just said if it happens, and I'm looking at the if it happens. I was talking. Do you see I, one match is labeled if it happens? Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought you I were, did. Say, I did say that. those three words, but I <laughs> wasn't. If it happens, so I went down to the one that was labeled. If it happens, I mean, should we just talk about that one? Okay, now? <laughs> if Jay Navis wrestles Yanni Diakamahalis, he says it's a three and a half um, point favorite for Yanni. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't. I'd probably slant a little more because Abbas generally shoots quite a bit and being on Yanni's legs is not the safest place to be. So I'd go for a few more for Yanni. Hmm. Over. I I take the over as well. One cradle six points. Yep. And then exactly. he's not gonna be able to make up the difference. Um yeah. But you know, does he does Abbas say, hey, I know this this guy, I don't know, maybe plays it a little straight. And someone that's in on a lot of shots has some familiarity with a lot of scrambles and counters and the things you can do. Yes. I wonder if 
if that's an if that's even an option there. Abyss look good. Yeah. I'll I'll take uh, I'll take Abyss to cover. Ooh. Um, loses by three. Loses by three. Okay, but so what if it what's I don't the think score? That's so I, I I picked the over also if I'm he best the over, real but you once. know you two go. I go the other way. I'm going Yanni on the over versus everybody. On everybody. Really? Yanni has close <laughs> matches. Yeah, he has a lot of close <laughs> matches. He's real, not... real I if by everybody I mean real woods or well, Real Woods um, isn't wrestling. That that will not happen. That match will not happen. Oh, because he's ineligible. Son yeah, he he won't he won't wrestle no. until no, he has a thumb injury. I think. Oh, I thought I heard a rumor he's ineligible. Well, but. I, I heard um, so he like Stanford does quarters, and he like will be eligible starting in December because then he gets his class like his classes in order. Okay. Like he okay. wasn't taking enough credits or something like that. Got it. Okay, can we talk about Sasso versus Andonian? I'd love to. Andonian by pin. Ooh, stop. No, I'm not calling It's the uh, Brent Moore crazy. situation all over again. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That happened. Oh, my gosh, that happened. Uh, he he won that match? Brent Moore won that match? He pinned Sammy Sasso. Oh he my. pinned him, yeah. It was like first duel of the year, right? Yes. Son of yeah. a gun. Now, then Sa- or, uh, yeah, Sasso did beat him um, at CKLV a couple weeks later, but... Well, yeah, convincingly, but in the duel, two and a half points. Ah, I think Sasso covers this. Sasso's I'm gonna go close matches. I'm, he, I'm going under. I am too. I'm saying, under. yeah, Andonia scores a couple takedowns early, maybe, um, and then Sasso claws his way back, wins, but it's you know a two pointer, one pointer, something like that. It could absolutely materialize this is what's that way. Hard about folk style lines is that one turn is four points yes so it's like and well i think i think freestyle lines are even tougher because a super competitive yeah. match ends in tech all the time that's true yeah. i think i think I mean folk style is yeah. perfect for for lines and the other thing with this match is i mean so this is why it's like if it is a two-point match and they're neutral i could totally see andonian trying to bomb him with 10 seconds left exactly six so that like that part scares me cover. also. <laughs> He's a honey badger. He don't, he don't give a rip. I I think this could be a, a really exciting match. If if Andonian comes out early, it'll it'll I don't think Sasso will get it, but I think Sasso's gonna come out aware and not get chin and armed or anything. Chin and arm. Chin and arm. Get the chin, <laughs> get the arm. I think I think maybe Buffalo Gap's the only team that calls it that, but that's what we call it. Quincy Monday versus Caleb Young. That's Friday. These two have split. Young won the first one. Monday won the second one. And now so, the rubber match. I'm gonna, this, this I want to fight, fight you over your line here, JD. Because Yeah, I don't like point five. It's just pick a winner because there's literally no way for him to win exactly. by less than point five. Basically it's impossible. Even. Yeah, you should just, just call it even. Yeah, just call it even. Let's call it even. There okay. we go. We're changing even. it. Even. Even. I mean, if he could win by like point two points, then it'd be cool. But he can't. Uh, I'm gonna go Monday three to two. That's the that was the score last time, I believe. Yep, I'm, I'm that's where I'm going. Dang, everyone's picking Quincy. Monday three two. Ooh. He won at home last time, not in Carver. Mm-hmm. I'm going Caleb Young. I I think I think a lot of Quincy Monday as well. Carver Hawkeye Arena. The momentum should be. I was way at this point. I don't know. 
Okay, so it's obviously sold out by definition. How many fans show up for this? Nah, not as many as they would have had the match. Eventually wrestled? Yeah, well, number one versus number two. The golden, yeah. uh, you know, the the number one wrestler in Iowa history. They would, they would mm-hmm. be there. They're not going to come as exuberantly for Monday Young. But maybe that, consider that a challenge, Iowa fans. Show up. They're gonna break. The, they're gonna break like every attendance record for <laughs> right ever. Well, because if they sold the ticket, it counts regardless. Of they don't show up, right? Yes, I well, believe there's, that's there's how they count them. There's yeah, it should be. The, yeah, I, I think they're gonna have like the highest average attendance ever this season. Yeah, and they're I think, wrestling yeah, in the in the baseball stadium. That's not a home match, but. There's going to be a lot of people watching yeah. Iowa ma- matches, Iowa Wrestling Live this year. Wrestling is getting more popular. It's really great. I love it. 197 mm-hmm. in the uh, Oklahoma-Arizona State duel, Jake Woodley versus Cordell Norfleet. JD mm. says this is Woodley minus one and a half. I will take, and everyone knows this, I love Cordell Norfleet. I'm going to pick him because he literally beat him last year. And I get points. He- that's a big win. And you get points. Okay, so let's see. So last year he beat him four to three in tiebreaker two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he lost to him two years ago. Hold on, I'm going back to find it. Nope, he did not. I made that up in my head. Um, man, hmm. I'm gonna go Northfleet also. JD, stand by your line. If it. I want Woodley by one point, which is what makes this tricky. Um, you both went Northfleet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. I didn't realize Woodley had such a terrible record last year. He was 12 and 10, but took six look at his, nationals. Look at his losses, though. He only lost to, like, a, yeah, hammers. Yeah, schedule. But Remember of course, he was the- Warner, Elam, Noah Adams. AJ Ferrari, AJ Ferrari, AJ Ferrari, Sloan, Noah Adams, Cordell Norfleet. All those guys are really good. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Damn. Um, Woodley's off to a good start. Oklahoma's off to a good start. I'll roll with the uh, momentum. Woodley by two. Woodley's a beast. He was the 26th seed. I'm pretty sure it was something <laughs> ridiculous. It was it was preposterous because he had to wrestle Rocky Elam, which was really super annoying first round. And then I think they ended up wrestling again in the fifth place match. Yeah, we it was a seed that we were like, this is dumb. As soon as we saw it, so yeah. But he, no one thought he would do that. What he did, well, maybe some did. Yeah, we did not. But he wrestled not great. A lot of people. Next one, Trevor Master Giovanni. Versus Pat McKee. He's got it at McKee minus three and a half. I'm pouncing all over this. I got I got Pat covering. I did oh, not think I did not Pat for sure. I did not like how uh Mastro looked against Stanford. I think three and a half. Now it's weird with McKee, because McKee will straight up just lose a match he should <laughs> not lose. And just have and a weird all one. over the place. So you're never you're not gonna feel like, oh yeah, this is money in the bank because it's yeah. Pat McKee and there's the great Pat McKee, and then there's like, what happened, Pat McKee? Yeah, I think. Don't you remember gr- when he won like six matches in a row at NCAAs? Savage, savage. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, okay. I think I think he gets it done. This is at Minnesota as well, right? Uh, I believe so. I believe yeah. we're gonna have Gable for the people. Yeah. Gable. Gable is literally just doing it for the people. He, he, yeah, he he's just, just doing it for the people. <laughs> he's the people's champion. And it's in a way, there hasn't been a people's That's the champion. Rock. You in can't wrestling. steal that. That's the Rock's line. You can't steal that. Whatever. Is the Rock really the first person that's been referred to as the people's champion? Yep, first person ever. He is the, <laughs> he is the people's champion. I believe he probably has it trademarked. What's uh, what's the Rock's uh, real name again? Dwayne. Johnson. It doesn't matter what his real name is because Gable's the people's champion. I can't believe he got me. I was like, what the heck? Why is he yelling at me? Oh, it's a bit. I shouldn't have done that. Um, sorry, I probably just blasted people's ears off. Sorry. Sometimes you got to make uh, WWE references. That's right. So, yeah, G- Gable is the people's champ. Dom Demas. Wait, what are you picking in this one? Uh, McKee as well. Ma- well which McKee. probably means yeah, it won't I mean, happen because we all want But McKee is someone, if you're a real gambler, and I wish we could gamble really on wrestling. You love gambling. McKee's a guy, you just don't, you just don't gamble on McKee because you don't know what he's going to do, right? You want to gamble on someone more consistent than Mitch McKee because Mitch McKee just does wild stuff. Well, this is Pat, but. Um, Him either. They both do wild stuff. All the McKees. There's some swashbucklers for sure. He's four and zero on the year with two fall, three falls, and a major. Um, doesn't matter who he wrestled, to quote JD Raider. Here's his losses yeah. last year. Let's see just how strange it was. An eight-one loss to Cronin, his first match of the year. Spencer Lee doesn't count. Wasn't trying. Uh, he got majored by Eric Barnett. Well, like this, okay, but hold on. But the, it's, he gave up 17 points to Eric Barnett, who later he would pinfall. Uh, two times in a row. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is th- yeah. Then he got he lost to Dylan Shaver six five at Big Tens. This is when we were in total zoinks mode. That was really like zoinks. He had the worst Big Tens. He lost to Shaver, D'Agostino, and Ragason. But he, who, he did pin Barnett. What in the world? And he pinned Barnett, probably saving his qualification. Then he. Mm-hmm. Beats certain, loses to Latona, really close match, three one. Then he goes pin Cody Russell, pin Robert Howard, nine uh, two over Teskey, pins Eric Barnett, eight three over Lamont, five three over Drew Hildebrandt. That's what I'm saying. What a monster! Okay, I know, right? But, but <laughs> that's that's but then, insane. Like, Two years ago, remember he got tech fall by Devin Schroeder. He got tech fall by Brandon Patesall. Uh, I mean, he was kind of, you know, he had a few good wins also, but he was kind of all over the place as well. He's gotten a lot better, uh, I think. Yes. I think. So that'll be an exciting one. I'm looking forward to to that match. And then the last one that J.D. put in here, Dom Demas versus Andrew Alirez. And he, and mm-hmm. J.D. says, Alirez minus one and a half. This is, this I, is the I'm, toughest one for me. Nah, it feels I'm weird that Alirez, Alirez is the favorite, but uh, I'm, I'm going, going Alirez. Demas, I'm in. Okay. Just because I think it's a one point match either way. Yes, I'm hmm, going. I'm I th- I'm picking Demas just straight up here. Like Alirez could win. Really? But I think if he wins, it's by one point. Demas is due. Two or something like that. Dom Demas is due. Dom Demas is due. That is a alliteration right there. Triple Love D, it. Mountain D. Who you got? I picked Alirez. Oh, you got Alirez. You think he get he wins by uh, two or more? Yeah, uh, yes, I do. I think Dom Demas, um, 
Obviously, he still has a lot of danger. This is actually a kind of a kind of common wrestling. I don't know if we'll say problem, but a thing um, when you're a little bit too specific in things that you do, um, uh, people can then start to predict the things that you do. Um, and then it limits the ability to have them successful. So you need to continue to evolve. And then that way you could still, the great weapons that you have, you can still bring them out, but people are more caught off guard by them because you're also doing other things as well. Um, you know, so obviously we, we think about the, the run he had at NCA's 2019 when he beat up on Nick Lee. Mm-hmm. And like the thought of that happening again is very far away. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree there. I think the cut is a thing as well. I think he's big. Mm-hmm. So, well, so then that would hurt. That hurt more in the duel than. Yeah, he's, he might be hurting, but you know, Alira's he's coming down from forty nine, so he's not going to be small. I would like to think in this match scale won't be a factor, but you you simply don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting question from a friend, uh, Jesse from Wyoming wants to know. While we're talking about one forty one, segue here. Jesse from Wyoming wants to know if the field at 41 this year is that much better than 2018, 141, which had Yanni, Bryce Meredith, Joy McKenna, Jay Nyerman, Nick Lee, Kevin Jack, and Chad Red. I say absolutely. Yes. Uh, I saw this question last night. So I think three of the guys, Yanni, Ironman, and Nick Lee, are obviously still in the field. And if you compared the current versions to the past versions, right? So this is a, a, a four years ago. Like this Nickley kills that Nickley for sure. And I got to assume this Yanni beats that Yanni and this Ironman beats that Ironman. And, the, and in a couple of those cases, I don't really think they're all that close. In the Ironman case, I think it could be close. In the Yanni and Nickley case, I don't think it's that close. So I think those are significant upgrades. And then I would then also, I think Joe McKenna made a jump after this year. Um, and so then I would put, uh, Stevan Michich, uh, above those guys. And I would put Sebastian Rivera above those guys. So, yeah, I don't I know if I would put Rivera above a Meredith or a McKenna, but he doesn't have to be really, he doesn't he beat Spencer Lee twice. That one twenty-five. It's, it's just forty-one. Listen, he beat the goat. He beat one of the goats. Okay. Well, how did, how did that translate? How did that translate to last year? Uh, I mean, Nick Lee's really, really good. He got a lot better. I mean, I mean, there was the one lot. Who did he lose to in the third place match? Um, um, that was Tariq kind Wilson. of surprising. He lost to Tariq. Yeah. He got majored. 15 to 5. That was kind of surprising. I did not see that <laughs> So it's like, yes, he beat he beat Rivera, but or he beat Lee, but different weight, different different guy. I mean, I don't I don't see a scenario where Michich would get, you know. Buried like that. Uh, so, or Meredith or McKenna, right? Like those guys are just yeah. not losing those kind of matches, especially that those last couple of years. And yeah. I think McKenna was really good that year. That was the year he took neutral against Bryce, and it was, a, I think, a 1-0 loss. Yeah. If I'm remembering, remembering correctly. So, but that all that being said, as great as Bryce and McKenna were, I still think this year's 141 is better. Just because the the high end of Yanni, best version we think Nick Lee for sure best version Jaden for sure best version. Plus you've got Rivera. Plus you've got Michich and Chad Red negates Chad Red we think. So really tough way. And now now you've got Andrew Alirez is in the mix and you've got Dom Dimas. 
still in the mix. There's there's just a lot of dudes, and there's guys I'm sure I didn't mention that are going to be factors here. I mean, Tariq yeah. Wilson's back, right? Yes. He also, um, oh, that's right. He went up, yeah. Um, Dusty or uh, Carter Young apparently majored Dusty Hone in the wrestle off last night. Wait, so, what? What? Where do you find this information? Adam Angle. Adam Angle. He's a OSU sports media reporter. Okay. So Carter yeah. Young majored Dusty impressive. Hone. They had two wrestle offs. He won both. He majored him. He won ten to two, and da, 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 da. Uh, I'm trying to find it. seven to one. Let's look up oh. how many times Dusty Hone has been majored. So I, was, De- I was already on my way there. <laughs> Demas majored him. Uh, Ian Parker did not. 5-4 against Lenny Peterson. Don't know who that is. 3-1 Three Three loss against to Demas. Demas. 4-3 against Demas. Majored by Max Murin. Majored by Murin. So yeah, it happens, I mean, but the people that have done it are really good. Yes. And, I mean, Hone's been on campus for two months, three months, whatever. So only going to get better. Really, those are the yeah. only two. Those are the only two majors I see: Dom Demas and Max Murin. Oh, Caden G. Feller. Who, G. Feller beat Voinovich. Um, it is a long time ago. He did really. Yes, eight to four with riding time. Any, any other good results? Uh, that's about it. Did AJ Ferrari win his wrestle off? He did not wrestle off. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Who do you lose to? <laughs> Okay. Are these results online so I can go look at these results or no? It's just this guy's Twitter. Yes, Adam Only Angle. Only through back channel Shout out stuff. to Adam Angle. Adam Angle 9. Yeah. Get get his followers up. But so why yeah, is that? Why I can't, so Carter Young is going to be at this weight too. We don't know how good he's going to be at, at folk style at the NCAA level, but we know he's pretty freaking good. No one's going to be super pumped to wrestle him, I don't think. I don't think so. And if he can major Dusty Hone... That says a lot. Okay, yeah. some other uh, around the horn here. Stanford's wrestling Cornell, Oklahoma State, Minnesota. Any other big matches in that duel that we should look forward to? 57, Brayton Levers, uh, White Sheets could be cool. Uh, but it's really the, the return of Gable to Minnesota, which will have people yeah. super excited. Um, Man, yeah, I feel like Oklahoma State would have had a bunch of solid wrestle-offs because they, they have a very – deep roster too bad they didn't put them out there well i think they also had some rest offs earlier in yes. the year this was like a second set where they probably only did a limited amount i think montalvo might be injured him versus gear would have been a good match yes. I, I believe but i think montalvo's hurt so gear's going to be the guy i mean they talk gear into coming back you have to figure they really yeah. want him to start mm-hmm. okay so sheets um brayton lee Nice. Nice. Uh, Columbia wrestles Michigan, correct, this weekend? Mm-hmm. It's the EIWA Duel of the Week. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, 25 should be a decent match there. Yeah, Ragusan Span. Uh, or, no, that's, um, that's Buffalo. Buffalo. Sorry. Buffalo. Mancio versus Medley, I yes. think, would be the, the matchup there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, excited to watch Columbia's progress. Michigan, obviously, a super tough task for them. And hopefully we get to see Michich. Yes. I just want to see him at 41, you know? I want to see him wrestle some folks now. No doubt. As much as it pains me to say. Yes, quite a few competitive duels for... Yeah, WA's out in the streets. They're going to wrestling... Cornell's wrestling Stanford. Princeton's wrestling Iowa. Columbia versus Michigan. Some tough duels coming up. 
Army versus Penn, Penn State. State. My gosh. <laughs> Chill out, EIWA. It's a really tough schedule. Should be an exciting weekend of, of duels. All right. Get to some more questions. So many questions today. From, from Siowa14. If you could pick one major conference school in Texas to add wrestling, who would it be, and how fast could they be I mean, good? Why is this even a question? It's freaking Texas, right? UT, baby. Come right here. Deep in the heart of Texas. But UT doesn't want it. There's there's some jabronis. Their <laughs> their administration's kind of... Okay. So what are you picking? Like Rice or a private university or something to that effect? Well, I'm picking... If, if I just have my opinion... If my will could just be enforced, it would be UT. My will I'm, will be enforced. Yes. But this is America, and we can't make people do things sometimes. Texas, yeah, they're, they're pretty manly at Texas A&M. They could do it. Agricultural, mechanical. What's more yeah. manly than that? Not much. Texas State. <laughs> he said not much. <laughs> Texas State, just on the road. San Marcos. Right? Isn't that where Texas State's at? The, they have Boco, the bo- Bobcat. That's their... Uh, that is, they are the Bobcats. I'd take yeah. anything, really. Uh, not Baylor. Any of them. Terrible. Terrible. Why, why not Baylor? What's wrong terrible with institution. Don't that's got to be. Yeah, they're, they're, I don't know how they're allowed to compete purpose. in sports. Wait, I mean, what, what's wrong? I don't even know. They covered up so many uh, sexual assaults for their yes. basketball really? and football team. Oh, my. Ben, just Google it. It's, it is probably two, three years ago. It's just like got to be one of the worst scandals ever. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't. Crazy. I don't know how they're able to compete. I mean, they get. They gave. They've given schools the death penalty for so much in Texas. SMU. Wow. SMU. I mean, they, that was a long time. I have no that. idea how this happened. Um, Damn. Okay. I did not know that about yeah. Baylor. Um, Trash. Well, not Baylor. Also, I hate we'll, te- well, I'll go Texas yeah, A&M. They seem like honorable up? gentlemen. Because you hate Texas. Well, yeah, but UT would be awesome. You know, as many times I've been to Austin, it's probably been ten now. I've never been on UT's campus. It's right kind of, of ashamed of it yeah, or something. It's, it's right down. You probably went through it and didn't realize it. Probably not. Really? Actually, I've never. Literally, I had to go. You've never been through it. Never until no, last. No, like sometimes you don't realize you're in it. Like <laughs> and then I just look around. No, like it doesn't look like a campus. Yeah, it's not that cool of a campus. Like a, it's not very collegey. No, it just seems like you're in the city, and then you're like, oh, there's kids with backpacks around. Why are so many backpacks? <laughs> Man, Austin loves backpacks. Oh wait, I'm in the school. They love Ethan Lezak. <laughs> they love him here. See, that's why they should start the program. I um, so we're going. This is north of downtown. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been up that way. Yeah, you, you so. probably haven't. I had never been through it until I uh, like two weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I've never walked around this campus. I've lived here since 2016, so I did. It's, all right. Hmm. Does RBY have a job lined up at Valiant Prep for next year? What would he teach? from Roy Dahl, jazz legend. Yeah. Valiant Prep should be hiring him as a consultant, maybe. Social media, marketing. Yeah, they don't need you full-time, RBY. You can go do your wrestling thing or fighting thing or whatever thing you want to do. But um, I would hire him as a consultant if I was Valiant Prep. You know, come in, do a little camp, take our guys on some transmission, show up a few tournaments, that type of thing. Yes. Oh, this is a good question. I think it's from an actual cannibal. It is. With his big move and top wrestling capability, would Bo Nickel not be the most dangerous falls-only wrestler today? I'll tell you. Yeah. No, he absolutely. So, let me. I'll tell you my my uh, toughest ones, fall, falls-only in America. David Taylor. David Taylor is very high up there. Um, Anyone with a Bo cradle Ni- series Bo Nickel, is super Very dangerous. high up there. 
Well, I'm thinking size too. So we're going old UFC days. So Mason Paris will be very high up there. Yeah, then you just go the heavy. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, there's some heavyweights I'm not all that worried about. No big deal, Bubba. Uh, but Mason Paris, I'd be worried about Mason Paris. That would not, that'd be tough. He pinned a one on Lemieux Zare. Yes. He's, he's, he's pretty good at people. Yes, he won't. Um, yeah, but no, uh, I, th- I think Nickel and uh, Taylor, are, they're obviously both great pinners um, and have a lot of unique ways to do it. So that those two are definitely to be concerned about. Um, who else? Those somebody, are my top. Those are my top three. Somebody left a voicemail um, asking you to do one with Jason Nolf. That'd be fun. They say he's yeah. really strong. He's really. I've wrestled a couple times. He's strong. He's very strong. Doesn't look like it. Very Mike. Strong. Mike said the same thing. He's like, "Holy cow, this dude's yep. freaky." Uh, okay. See, I think yeah, Bo would be up there. I like Bo in a falls only scenario because of the feet to back capability too. Yeah. Bo Nickel versus Bryce Andonian. <laughs> Who says no? Oh, Andonian's getting pinned like a hundred times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not pinning him. Yeah. Okay. Would you do a pinfall falls only match with Daniel Lewis? <laughs> People just want to see Ben do Missouri on Missouri crime. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've wrestled. Who's Daniel the real Tiger time? King? Tired. <laughs> make me a belt, my man. Okay, we got it. We have a belt guy, right? This we is the real tiger. Guy. We got a belt guy, so that's no problem. Okay. Um, Daniel Lewis actually is not. I mean, he's a great, he is a great pinner. I don't want to belittle him. He's good at what he does. But if we're talking really high level, he's not as scary as a Taylor or a Nickel because he's not as diverse. Kind of. Well, you kind of. Yeah, he's not as diverse. You kind of know how he's going to try to pin you. Um, whereas Taylor and Nickel could kind of come out of nowhere with some things. I mean, Taylor was bar half in dudes at the world championships. I believe the world semis, yeah. he, he advanced yes. via bar half. That's pretty yeah. rare. Yes. Um, I think it's an interesting question from Blaze at Ohio Jaguar. Sounds dangerous. If the NCAA tournament was freestyle, would your weight-by-weight championship picks be the same as they were for folk style? This year? Yeah, so let's go through it. Twenty-five. Okay, I need to pull up the rankings. Give me, give me ten seconds. Well, I'll, I'll give you spoiler alert at twenty-five. Spencer Lee's number one. That was an easy one. Thirty-three is interesting if you picked Roman Bravo Young. Yeah. If you picked RBY, then I think you would probably have a different answer if it were freestyle. Well, you should. Yes. By law. Yes. Pick Dayton sure. Fix. I picked Dayton Dwayne to win it. Um, I think you guys picked Roman though. I, I didn't. I was. Uh, I think show. I picked Dayton. Okay, maybe we, oh, we no. That's what happened. We all picked Dayton, and I was like, "Oh, we probably messed that up." But we'll mm. see. I feel good about. it. I'm not changing it. Forty-one. They're all good at both. There's literally not, like, though. I picked. I picked Yanni, and literally Nick Lee just beat him in freestyle. It's so weird that we would consider Yanni maybe to have less of an advantage in freestyle against someone. But I just kind of, you know what? Some matches, I just am like, I don't know if that was the real thing. I think that was the that was sad, Yanni. This this could fall under yeah. the di- didn't count, wasn't trying clause. The, yeah, the Knicks. Seven. I mean, this, yeah, that top fives are all really. I mean, obviously, they've all had high level freestyle and folk style success. So I don't, I don't really feel like there's one that that leans too far mm-hmm. uh, either direction. I don't think anybody better, would much pick- better. Alirez, but he definitely creeps a little more into the conversation in freestyle. 
Yes, that's a yeah. great point. Yeah. Michael Dean. Great point. 149, who we got? We got Sammy Sasso, Tariq Wilson, Yaya Thomas. Yaya's really good at freestyle, but I'd still pick. Sammy's good at freestyle, even though he has a very folk-style catered uh, style. And he hasn't competed in freestyle in a lot. Correct? He, he competed in junior trials against Brayton Lee, but he hasn't really wrestled since then? Well, there's, yeah, not when? a ton. But... No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. Okay. You said yeah. since when? 19, he had the Brayton Lee. He did the RTC Cup. Serious. Yeah, which was about a year ago. And lost to Yanni. That happens. Okay, yeah. 57. I think I would pick David Carr in freestyle. <laughs> Damn, Deacon's good at freestyle, though. He is. Ooh, but did Carr, Deacon, Carr beat him in freestyle? I'm almost positive. At senior what, nationals. at the senior, senior nationals in mm-hmm. Iowa City or whatever? Yes, Coralville, the Coralville Classic, as no one's ever called it. In the extreme arena. Throw up your X's. Yeah, I mean, Brayton Lee's another one that... that uh, so I, I would say Brayton Lee's better at freestyle than folk style, for sure. But I don't think I would pick him to beat David Carr. I would not. No. 165 is interesting because Shane Griffith is not super freestyly. Um, yeah, this is one where I don't think you could pick uh, the top three, actually, in your rankings currently. Griffith, Wenzel, Marinelli all have not had... So, Decent freestyle success. There's a couple creeps in here. Guys that are creeping up the list because they're freestyle. One, Carson Karshla. The other one, Anthony Valencia. That guy has That's, some That bodies. one's weird. That one's weird how much better he is at freestyle than folk style. Yeah. Super weird. Very strange, but... He it, doesn't like the extreme arena, though. Not a fan. Well, Hayden Heidley put him up in the, <laughs> the ninth. Uh, put him in the concession stand. Yeah, and then obviously Keegan's had... Junior world champion, and then Evan it was third place at the trials. So, yeah, I, th- I definitely think the top three are moving down in this one because none of them have had good success in freestyle. Well, I don't even, I, honestly, this is out of ignorance, but I'm not aware of a Shane Griffith freestyle result. I don't think he does. I'm not either. He might be just one of those guys that doesn't do it. One of the few. There's not a lot. Yeah, there's very few more. But Wenzel, does Wenzel? Because I don't remember Wenzel wrestling freestyle. Oh, here we go. 2019. What? Uh, juniors, he lost to David Carr in the finals at 74 kilos. All right, so he's done. Who did? Shane Griffith. Shane Griffith. Sure, okay. So he's I want to say maybe that was his only tournament ever or something like that. I think someone Doesn't look that. like it. Looks like he's done a decent bit. He was still at Fargo. Fargo cadet. He made the finals okay. in 2019 and lost to Aaron Brooks. That happens. No, so, no, that was juniors. Never mind. That was, uh, never mind. That was not Fargo. He blacked out. It's fine. So maybe Griffith climbs up a little bit more. Maybe they don't throw him all the way down. 174. Dude, it's, if you pick – well, I pick Kimmer. Um, but I would definitely pick Starachi in freestyle. Yeah, Kimmer's not great. I mean, and the other guy that Hayden. bumps up here, I think is – yeah, Hayden. I think he bumps up. And Makai's up to junior world champ too. Starachi – ooh, Makai, yeah. Well, Starachi just beat Jason Olf. Jason Olf just went with yeah. Jordan Burroughs. Uh, yeah. I think once again another uh, backside uh, Nick Stemmett clause. This is uh, Nolf didn't count. Wasn't trying. <laughs> uh, That's gonna Nick be my Stemmet favorite. Clause. I'm gonna refer That's to that funny. on every show That's probably. Funny. Okay, so st- I'm sticking with Starachi, but yes, uh, there's some Starachi. creeps. <laughs> 84 Air AB all day. Although there's an Olympic bronze, bronze medalist. medalist, this 
This match is going to happen. Yeah, I are mean, you really just... picking Aaron Brooks? All these guys, the top five, four are all good at freestyle because Heidley has beaten that said Olympic bronze medalist in a freestyle mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker almost made it. He's lost Aaron Brooks to make the junior world team. Yes, all all true facts. I I still I'm sticking with Brooks. I think he would yeah. win in freestyle. So you, you're you're convinced though. You're not you're considering it, but not that strongly. Uh no, I would pick Aaron Brooks. I guess I I just I, I kind of what I'm looking at his weight classes is like is there a big difference between the people how I think about them in freestyle and folk style? And the majority of the weight classes, the answer is no. I think about them relatively similarly. Obviously, there's been a couple weight classes that are off, but the majority are. I think about it the same way. Yes. Okay. I'm not making miles. I'm mad at it. Highly beat miles. Hmm? Uh, yeah, highly beat miles. That was in the past. This is now, Caleb. That Piles. was a year ago, right? Yeah, it was December. Still the past. Yeah. So eleven months ago. Who's to say? One ninety-seven. Ferrari. Dean. Warner. Elam. Uh oh. Braxton. Uh oh. Yeah. This one's there's a bunch of guys who are. It is sassy. Not... I would still go Ferrari. Man, he looked so good against That's, Stimmett, yeah. who started it. Mm. But Braxton literally is a junior world champ, as is Rocky. I mean, AJ Cadet World Silver, for tossing out. I thought it was bronze. Or bronze, I'm sorry. Cadet World, not gold. Correct. We can just say that. And Max uh, Dean, but he didn't try. Good wins, Junior, right? so it doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah, Max, I don't think is he's not as good at freestyle as he is folk style. Uh, oh yeah, because didn't Rocky Elam beat him at senior nationals pretty bad? Well, I remember Max. It? Max lost to Chris Foka in Folka? freestyle. Foka, yeah. Um, ben Darmstadt is super good at freestyle. Fargo champ. So he could climb. Uh, he has not had a lot of success though recently. He has not yet won the Olympics, no, but his day <laughs> No, is still but coming. he hasn't even been like top five at senior nationals or something. That's that's your opinion. Um I I think I'll still stick with Braxton. I mean I picked Braxton to win in folk style, so wow. in freestyle is the best style, so I don't think I can there's no turning back. This could be one of my worst takes ever. Um but you know what? At least I said it. I didn't just I didn't just loosely allude to something like JD with it. the with the Rob O'Connor match, you know, just saying the names. I and now no, 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 no. I and said, now he's some wrestling genius. Go back and play the tip. I said that's going to be a good match. And guess what? It was a good match. match. Okay. I apologize, JD. <laughs> that's no, very good, very good. Okay, in heavyweight, Gable <laughs> is vulnerable. Gable's vulnerable. No, but here. all these guys we got. Uh, we got a junior world champ. We got a U twenty three world champ. We got a Greco guy. We got a what? Cadet Kirk world champ. He won. He won. Cadet something. world champ. Cadet world champ. Jordan Woods been on the world team. Cadet world silver. Yes. So yeah. Zach Elam's lot. junior world silver. Yeah. Why Henderson junior world team? Lucas Davison junior world silver. Hey, may, dare I say? Dare. Maybe it's a little bit easier to win a world medal at heavyweight, uh, heavyweight than other weight classes. Some people were big mad at you, Ben, yesterday. Well, my suggestion uh, for saying that? Well, people just thought you were disrespecting heavyweights. I I think we could just look at the statistics and we could really bear that argument out very simply. Well, our argument wasn't a statistical argument. It was 
Which one? Oh, the one yesterday we were talking about from a technical perspective? Yes. You're a moron if you think I'm wrong there. I'm sorry. I will I will not hear your argument. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Put, put them in a coffin. Are, are there there's, any... just, there's just no debate on that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agreed with you. I wish Ollie were here to talk about the nuances of heavyweight <laughs> hand fighting that you've never understood, Ben. You've never understood heavyweight hand fighting. I actually, I am an elite heavyweight hand fighter. I, I can hand fight with the best heavyweights. You know, I... Trained a lot with Mark Ellis and Don Bradley. Hand fought with all of them. I, you know, I would. What did they ever do? Uh, when I was helping with Wisconsin, Kill I would wrestle live for with Hilger one time a week. Yeah, I have a, I have a very good understanding of heavyweight. Uh, you have to wrestle a very specific style to be good at heavyweight, but there are there's limitations of what you can and can't do or shouldn't shouldn't do. Um, but yeah, we have. Hold on, we have. So we have at heavyweight, we have one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think we have nine world medals right now in the heavyweight rankings. That's that's a good several. That's a lot. So it's really anyone's game. Who who knows who would win if these guys all wrestled freestyle? <laughs> Put it in a hat. Draw. Oh, no way to know. No, that's game. That was a fun question, though. Great question. That was let's a good g- question. Let's give additional props to whoever said that. Blaze. Just blues. Better not be a marijuana reference. The Ohio Jaguar. All right, that sounds that sounds yeah. cool. Maybe he's just yeah. fast. Uh, not not messing with the devil's lettuce. Okay. Um, which NCAA, what NCAA champion do you guys believe had the worst regular season in terms of losses and wins, not counting injury? So I like guess in the history. I don't know. Let's just do recent history. Got it. It's obvious. Quentin Wright. He was a bum, and then he won NCAAs. Mark Branch. Honestly, I would say I would say I was more surprised when Miles won than when Quentin won, because '84 was sort of anyone's. Game. Quentin had one Big Tens, which had oh, a ton a of really good guys. Miles, Miles Martin was the eleven. Was the eleven or a six? Oh wait, he was yeah eleven, was 11 or, I think. or more. 2016. Mm, that's a good argument. Mark Branch, I, that's not my era. I don't I don't know yeah. anything about that era. I know he had a terrible record, and that's all I know. Yeah, he, did he have a losing record going into NCAAs? Like 8-9 and nine or something six, like that? 6-8, six and eight, I thought. Or 6-8. and eight. Yeah, d- that's definitely a fact. He was below 500 going into that. You guys all went silent? The tournament. You can't hear me? We did nothing different. Uh-oh. Freak. Nothing's changed. Ben can't hear anymore. We may have lost check, Ben. Check, check. Did ben can you hear death? me? Thumbs yes. up, thumbs down. Yep. We can hear you, buddy. What the? So Miles was the 11 seed. Um, that Him beating Bo, when I'm pretty sure Bo had beaten him every time that year, was was a big shock. And then let's, let's look at that the entirety of that bracket. I, I think that's it for me, the, the biggest surprise. I just did not think going into that weekend there was any scenario. And then the bracket fell apart a little bit, sort of. With Blaze Butler of Missouri losing round one to Matt Reed, so he hit Bryce Miles Hammond lost to Mike Ottinger in the regular season that year. Yes, and he, I mean, he had Leland Weatherspoon. Mahomes. He had unseated Leland Weatherspoon in the semis. Jacob right. Morrissey. I'm still seeing his Wait, Miles lost to Jacob Morrissey? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Are you sure I won a medical forfeit? Mm, okay, yeah, I misread that one. Sorry. Come on, dog. No, no, no. Eleven eight. What? 11 to 8 in the Ohio State Purdue duel. I don't think that's real. But maybe it is. Uh it, that's the biggest surprise for me, I think. 
in terms of NCAA good, championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bo Nickel was like, although, wait, hold on, let me go back. Now I'm getting my Bo stuff. Oh, Bo lost to Nate Jackson that year. Mm-hmm. That was his only loss. Ben, can you hear us yet, or is he still? I guess not. He's still feverishly working to get back. Mm-hmm. Dave's having, uh, Ben's having quite a few, quite a few issues today. Very unfortunate. So yeah, I think good question. And I think that's my my answer. That's cool. Um, which classic cars would you choose for investment purposes? For me, I prefer to have doubles, the Beretta, and the Nova. Um, triples of some of them. What's the most expensive car? That's I don't, the one I want for my investment. Yeah, what is the most expensive car? wonder what it is. Probably a, a Bugatti. Oh, yeah. A La Voiture Noire. The most expensive car in the world, officially, with a price tag of $18.7 million. Cool change. What in the heck, fire? That's just absurd. What can be in that car? There has to be a house in the car. A toilet, at least. Uh, at least a toilet. <laughs> I better be able to relieve myself. How many PS5s can you put in a car? How much horsepower does that even have? Does it even match up to a 2012 Nissan Frontier? Probably not. Probably not. And that's what you... You can't even do truck stuff in that thing. You can't, it has, <laughs> you can't haul jack in this thing. That's Who's right. Who's fixing this Bugatti when it goes down? You can't turn it into, you know, Juke's Auto. That's right. Which is a great place. Um, so I think we might have lost Ben for the show. We just, we just. I think Ben's making excuses, just taking a, a weekend early. Yeah, he's probably just got to pee, and he's just that's trying the, to go. That's the old classic, you know. Oh, oh, I can't hear you. Oh, we're breaking what, up. What? Oh, yeah. That's probably the. That's probably big in the Zoom streets for these college yeah. kids that are. You know, they don't want to go to class. It's like, oh, I don't want my internet. Technical I don't know what happened, issues. dude. Yeah, internet's down. Yeah, sorry. I tried so hard to be there. He tried at the beginning. He tried. Yeah. He tried. So we're going to go. Hey, now that he's off, I think. Oh, yeah, make fun since of him. Since Ben hates heavyweights, we should play a heavyweight clip to exit this show. Yes, because we love we heavyweight can. wrestling. That's All right. right. Straight on double. Come on. Man. All right. Here we go. You guys still here? Spay. I mean, he's a survivor. Straight, straight to, he is Destiny's Child. I'm glad he made it through that because Don Bradley, if you don't remember this clip, it's the iconic Don Bradley running Musa Fumita through an entire table. He didn't slow down for one second. And, uh, you know, we love Don Bradley for it. So we're going to go. Thank you guys so much. A fun, fun weekend of wrestling coming up. Stay tuned on the Penn State Army duel. We'll have some coverage of that. We'll be back next Tuesday. Thanksgiving week. Exciting times. And uh, that's it. We're only doing Tuesday show next week. So we'll have the weekend recap and preview and all that stuff and maybe some stuffing debate. Who knows? (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back. Tune into the watch party. Thank you. Yes, tomorrow. Watch party. Thank you. See you. Goodbye.